1: looking good yes
0: yes so head over and see which ones you would like to download or get them all enjoy you attend your home inspections I'm like oh my gosh every agent should attend their home inspections. you're like oh shiny roof no no they just show up at the home inspection and are like oh this is the house you're buying and I'm like you should have seen the other ones. this is great
2: But because I kicked a rat, you know, right back in the attic. So she wasn't ready for that. And I wasn't. either.
0: Hi, y'all. Welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie. And we are two top producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different
1: companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. Okay. Hi, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. Hi, Witt. Hello, guys. (laughs) It's episode 152. We finally
0: have a home inspector.
1: We we finally have a home inspector. We've
0: we've I don't know how we've made it this long. We brought him
1: into our lair. I was like, <laughs> welcome to our lair.
0: So what's funny is we're doing the flip report now. And it's perfect timing because Wit is the inspector that did my inspection on my other flip. Right. <laughs> that my Hispanic contractor, who does not speak the best English. Mm-hmm thought he needed to do everything on the inspection report not just what yep. I had circled.
1: So we're still mad at wit so, about that driveway <laughs> crack. So
0: we're going to avoid uh-huh. um, putting anything in a report this time. But 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 last time I didn't have wit look at the house before cuz I knew I was doing everything. Oh. This time I just had him go do a quick run through. Are we basically do 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 do, do this is it? You're doing the flip report. We didn't yeah, even I'm he sorry. didn't even tell us who he is. You're I'm already sorry. like
1: into it. Well
0: I, I was gonna tell Wit. <laughs> Keep going, please. So Wit went to this one. Okay. And did a little TikTok inspection for me. Oh. It was perfect. I said, can we do all inspections this way? Cause I told him I don't really need anything formal because it's just for me before I buy it to make
1: sure <laughs> Everything's fine. Okay, so you went to TikTok to watch the inspection. Yeah, well, basically, it yeah. To me. Uh, but TikTok's
2: really good for like a lot of short clips, right? So I don't true. You, you use it uh, much, I've, but I've seen it. If you want to record like five second clips over and over again and stitch into a video without any real work, TikTok's the one to do it with. Well, this and that's, is very interesting. Yeah, have really you good. ever
1: done a TikTok inspection for anyone? No, else? that was the first. That one. was the first. I time. have to tell you, it was excellent. It was
0: just what I needed. I didn't have to like scroll through pages because it, it's for myself. So it's...
1: Did you post it to the public?
2: No, I didn't. I just sent it to the public. But us.
1: maybe you should.
2: Well, it's one of those things we're not really supposed, You're not supposed to, to <laughs> do that way. I mean, <laughs> okay. you, you can't charge somebody for an inspection and provide them with that low level of service.
1: Wait, you could do both though, right? It was right? what I asked for. Yeah, is what she wanted. You didn't make a report at all. No. No, there was Got no. no report. No Got report.
2: It. I
0: just was like, hey if there's anything that is alarming that I need to know about before I purchase. Right. Right. Okay. That's
2: where we're trapped in our legal ramifications. Right. That's fair. I mean, you
0: got to follow the rules. Yeah. 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 But, but I enjoyed it. It was, (laughs) it was exactly what I needed for my, that sounds efficient. For my inspection. Right up her alley.
1: Very efficient. Correct.
2: It would be the investor special inspection would be the best way to do it. Oh,
0: yes. I like it. Yes. It was very helpful. Okay. Um, so quick update on the flip, before we jump into our interview i'll
1: let you introduce yourself then sure. yes
0: yes um i did have the ac inspection done and i was worried about that because one of the big problems with this house was that the ac vents were like condensating so bad the ceilings were soft i wasn't really sure what was going on okay so we had the ac company come out um the units are newer and they're nice so I was hoping I didn't have to replace the unit, which I don't. Okay. There was a wire that had been weed-eated at some point that was, the AC would kick on, but it wasn't really registering temperature.
2: Ah, thermostat wire, yeah. Yeah,
0: so that was happening, and then he also said, this house is so old, and they the the unit was just, like, slightly too big for the house. I mean, he said it's not, like, one that he would declare as, too big. Right. But he said the ductwork that it is connected to is very small, like older ductwork. So to handle the airflow. Mm-hmm. And we probably, so anyway, I have to remove all the ceilings in the house anyway. Okay. Because of the condensation from the air vents. Okay. But it works out because the quote to replace, I need to replace the air ducts. Okay. So the quote to replace the air ducts came in much lower because he can do it with the ceilings removed. Oh, so he doesn't have to go in the attic. He doesn't have to go in, in that the attic. attic. Okay. It is yeah. a tight, tight oh. small, you would have to like really I don't work even at know it. how they would really do it. I mean, so the AC company was very pleased that we're removing oh, the great. ceilings. So um, he also said... If, if there was a way to add more square footage, like that would be great, but I know that's not really feasible. And I said, well,
1: the AC guy wanted you to add a few square feet. Yeah.
0: Okay. I said, there is a huge storage room uh-huh. that backs up to the living room. Okay. Where the laundry used to be. Uh-huh. The owners before me moved the laundry into the kitchen, which I didn't like, but I wasn't sure what to do about it. Okay. But my contractor was like, we can put a door from your living room into to the, connect laundry. To the storage room. Mm-hmm. And when they redo all the duct work, we'll just add a duct in that room. It's a big storage room. Oh. So it would probably add like 100 square feet. Wow. That's which good is idea. good for me. Yeah. What did it?
1: How many square feet did the
0: house start off at? Um, below 1700, which I was sad about. Okay. Because you know my other flip house was 2100 square feet. Right, right, okay. So I was kind of like, oh, this is a better layout. Because the other flip house was a two bedroom. This one's a three-bedroom plus an office. And the office could be a fourth because it has a window and a closet. Okay. It's just a little small, but it'd be a great nursery or something. Okay. So that's what I'm do. doing. Okay. We great. are going to make the storage room that there is there's gonna be a door from the living room mm-hmm. that opens up into the storage. laundry. Yeah, into the laundry. Okay. But there's also a door in the laundry that you can get to from the carport. Right. So we're going to put like a mud bench in there. Got it. Like you can come in there and like put all your things down. Right. And it'll be cute. Like a real mud area. I love it. So it'll be bigger. It'll help the AC. Everything works. Everything is is good. Wow. I love it when a plan comes together. (laughs) I have one more side note on it. (laughs) Tell us now. Don't make us wait. (laughs) Uh, I was finishing the inspection timeframe before I officially bought. And I'm like sitting in the driveway going am I supposed to buy this house? Oh, yeah. There's no tree. <laughs> like normally I have some sort of sign. You're like, this That's is the like, house. That's like, this house <laughs> is for you, Alyssa. So I'm actually in the driveway feeling nervous cause I'm about to pull the trigger on this right. house. And I'm, I'm praying. I'm right. just like thinking, I'm praying. I'm like, God, there's no tree. Like there has to be something that lets me know you want me to do this. I always get nervous before a big purchase. And then I hear, Alyssa? Oh. And I turn around. It's the office manager from my office. And I had just had margaritas with them the Friday before at Katie's office. They had a little margarita get together and I went. And I was like, Celia? (laughs) And she was like, Oh my gosh, are you buying this house? And I said, "I I I think I am. She said, I live right next door. Oh my gosh, this is like the answer to my prayers. You were like, you're the answer to I mine. Said, you're the answer to my prayer because I was just asking for a sign. And she said, this house has been such a headache because it has not been taken care of. The tenants have been Rough. awful. The yard is so overgrown. Everything has just been, she said, this house has really just been hurting us living here. She talked about, they were thinking about moving. They were going to move because of this house. So you saved them. I say, I'm going to save them. And she was like, anything, anything you need help with. (laughs) I said, well, here's what I need help with. You tell me what color to paint the exterior. I'm
1: sure she was thrilled. The
0: trim, the brick, the poles and the carpet, everything. You tell me what you want the outside of this house to look like because I don't care and I don't want to pick it out. Right. So she is sending me colors this week. Love it, Celia sent directly from the
1: Lord. Sent from the Lord <laughs> to tell me to buy this house. So funny, Alyssa called me, she's like, you're not gonna believe this. I was sitting in the driveway and I'm trying I'm to like decide, praying. And I'm praying, I'm like, God, send me a sign. And then she said, and then I heard Alyssa, and <laughs> she says, and it was Celia from your office. I said, are you telling me that Celia is God? Yep, I am. She oh, was my son. Amazing. You just tapped on the shoulder. That's me. right, yeah, it Just a was, little, it little nudge. That's so weird.
0: And I thought, even if I break even, I will have helped the neighborhood. Should, they'll be so happy. It's,
1: yeah, it's a good thing. Okay. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. do do The <laughs> flip report's over. Oh, my gosh. Whit, please, for the love of everything, tell us who you are. And thank you for sitting through all that. No, yeah.
2: I enjoyed it. Uh, so I'm Whit Green. I obviously own Whit Green Home Inspections, cleverly named. Cleverly. <laughs> Clever. It took a while to come mm-hmm. up with that one. Uh, been a home inspector for a little over four years in the Baton Rouge area. Um quickly grown to being too busy uh hired my first inspector last year with no plans to actually hire an inspector um and don't plan on hiring anymore if i can help it
1: they'll just be the two of you yeah okay he's, he's a good he one. was
2: yeah he was a long experience inspector he was inspecting down in new orleans for years so okay. I, he actually worked for me about 20 years ago oh in wow a different profession oh uh, i didn't know that oh yeah so I even went to his wedding 20 something years ago so I've known him a long time so it was a great hire and I don't think I could find somebody equivalent again okay Um, he's a one of a kind one of a kind all right but that's Pretty much it about me. I just inspect all the time.
1: But I want to hear your background. Okay. So I listened to a podcast. Whose podcast was that? Where the two of you listen? We were you guys-
2: the the software system I use, uh-huh. uh, Spectora, which is the best home inspection software system in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, we did a podcast of theirs okay. uh, together. Just talking about agent. And, it was inspector. great.
1: I, I watched. I watched it. So it was on video. Yeah, I watched Mm -hmm. it. So it was really good. But what I learned about, I mean, you've done inspections for me and you do a wonderful job as an inspector, but I learned a lot about your background. So kind of tell us what you did before and how you ended up being a home inspector.
2: So for me, it was kind of a weird uh approach to being a home inspector which i've i've learned from other home inspectors especially through that podcast how they got into it yeah and it's not the normal way a lot of people think of you work in the trades and then boom you're an inspector that actually has a high failure rate a lot of times oh really Uh, because they know too much no it's not really about knowing too much it's more about not understanding what a home inspector is and the skills that are required to be successful in it which is a lot of communication skills a lot of writing skills a lot Mm -hmm. of people skills uh, emotional intelligence, all those things. Yep. And, and mm-hmm. that's lacks in the trades where mm-hmm. you get to call true. people stupid the whole day. Right, so right. So it's, it's just Can't a different approach. And yeah. I've worked some in there as well, so I'm familiar with both. But for me, I, I worked a long time in retail, retail management, large big box stores, uh, managed multiple in the state. Uh, I had 140 employees at one Will point. Will you
1: tell us what big box you sure, were at? Sure,
2: Barnes & Noble College. Oh, so okay. So it was at LSU on campus, and then I had an LSU Alexandria store. Okay. Uh, it was a great experience for a long time, and then I had a awful boss yeah. for years that uh, just made everything just yeah. absolutely well, help. you
1: know, I was in retail management before I got my license, so we have that in common. Yeah. And I was at... The Old Navy on sea and when it was huge. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was a really a big buck. Yeah. Oh my gosh, so busy. That'll wear you down. Oh,
2: it'll wear you down. And the for the treatment, and the pay is just yeah. not equivalent. Yeah. So I always had other stuff going at the same time. I flipped houses for a long time. I started in, I think, 2003 was the first house we bought and flipped. Uh, you know, I was doing like $2,000 budgets for a full remodel yeah. where I would paint the whole thing. Landlord special, get a sprayer and oh you would God. do it. Oh I, oh, I did all the work. All yeah, the work. Absolutely. Yeah. So I probably flipped, I think around 16 or 17 homes wow. over the years. Um, and I got substantially better over the years. Yeah. The, the good thing for me is I really enjoy learning how to do something and learn how to do it right. Reading the manufacturer's instructions mm-hmm. and saying, this is how you install this siding and not mm-hmm. just learning it. making it up as you go yeah and a lot of guys learn the wrong way in the trades over the years because they're taught by the guy who's been doing it right and it works it looks fine but it's not correct okay Uh, so that's a lot of what we find so I've done pretty much everything except for a air conditioner install I've installed many splits but I've never installed a full system the whole
1: thing I've done duct
2: work I've done whatever done roofs and slabs and framing wow. and every everything you can imagine i've done add-ons other stuff wow. so it's there's nothing that's like unfamiliar for me okay um professionally i mostly did uh, custom closets uh for oh. some years build cabinets okay. uh, some furniture things like that I did not enjoy that and it actually ruined my love of woodworking a little bit oh yeah uh, doing that but you know that's it's how it goes okay And then, anyway, I became a real estate agent to help with my flips. Oh, okay. I never really wanted to be a real estate agent. It wasn't like a dream of mine.
1: Are you just saying you just didn't want to pay a real estate agent? (laughs) Just say it. Just say it. I'll be
2: honest with you. It wasn't about paying. Because so, I still, even when I had my license, I let my agent list the houses for me. Oh. It was more about, hey, I want to go look at mm. $60,000 houses this weekend. Does that sound fun to you? No. No, it no I don't awful. want to help you. It's absolutely Your awful. agent
0: okay. probably really appreciates
2: that. My agent uh, actually was my, is my broker now, so oh, okay. he was yeah. much appreciative was like, of me yeah, getting my so license. Yes, you do the,
0: the leg work on the front Correct. end. Correct. Well, then you can just go on your own time and look right. at these. $60,000 homes and
2: yeah, it's it. But anyway, I ended up getting a few buyers mm-hmm. just from friends. Hey, can you sell me a house or whatever? And I went through some inspections and was underwhelmed, just oh. absolutely underwhelmed because mm-hmm. I didn't really pay for inspections on my properties. Yeah. And uh, I didn't have a whole lot of respect for the industry. Uh, you know, sorry. Uh, That's it, okay. But I've, I've actually met a lot of great inspectors since. since. I've networked and all that right. stuff. But I did not have great experience with my buyers and okay. it kind of made me look into it. I'm like, man, this seems like something that uh, is underserved.
0: Okay. And you're it, like, I could do this better. I could do it better,
2: yeah. Okay. And, I, and love it. I had such a restriction on me at my old company on social media, on mm-hmm. what software we used, on whatever. And I'm like, I can be free and do the best of everything yeah. and change how I want to change mm-hmm. and make everything work perfect. And it was so like uh, exhilarating to like start something new. Like real estate, it's hard to be your own thing because yeah. you got to go under a broker and follow mm-hmm. their system. And it's one of the few things you can jump in and do it exactly the way you want
1: to. Right. Do it. So you were yeah. like, I'm going to start from the bottom and make oh, yeah. it exactly how I want it to be.
2: Exactly. And I, that's where I got in. Speaking of my software that we that we did the podcast for. As I went through a bunch of software because I hated the reports I got. Mm Yes. PDFs, they were so hard to read. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what is this? You know, I'm I'm having to print a page and rescan it to send it over to somebody. And it was like, uh -uh. it was just a horrible experience. And I
0: really like your reports, how they look and how easy they are.
2: Uh, And there are several companies that have come up with good stuff now. Uh, They're kind of following uh, that trend. I mean, technology takes a minute.
0: How did you feel about the training like becoming a home inspector and
2: it's inadequate um it's similar to just like when i became an agent Mm -hmm. you get it done you know a little bit but Mm -hmm. you're not ready to work right uh you know you're you think you are uh i had the great fortune of we're required to do 10 inspections with a uh, home inspector that's a trainer and actually my other inspector lewis does that for the state okay and we actually partnered up he we loved each other he was 76 years old and he knew he was on his way out technology had passed him by he didn't know how to use a thermal camera or drones or anything else so he wanted to partner with somebody that could kind of carry him for a few more years Uh so it worked great i got a lot of just expert training in terms of like inspection but he was an old grump and didn't want to change his ways so it it was just a perfect match and i love him to death he's 80 something now he's still an old grump but i love him but
1: he's fully retired he's fully retired okay Oh, so that's good. So you kind of, did you take over like his book of business or how did that?
2: So there's no real book of business as a home inspector because you guys can refer whoever you want to refer. Right. I did get a lot of introductions and a lot of those agents still do send me business, but it's not really like a... Do you have
0: like a database? I do. Yeah. Okay. So
2: I have all the agents that I've worked with, which I think I'm in 400 range now. But you really, you you have about 50 to 60 that send all of the work to you. Right. You know? Well,
1: to be fair. That's a lot. 20% yeah. of agents are doing 80% of the work. So, you, right. you, I mean, you don't need, if you have 50 producing agents, it's probably all yeah. you can handle, right? Right.
2: Absolutely. And I've got, I think my top 10 send me like 30 or 40% of the business. Yeah. Of my business. That makes mm-hmm. sense.
1: Okay. I love that you're so tech savvy. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what was the first thing. Cause you know, I've been doing this 16 years, longer than you were obviously an inspector. So I've had my inspectors over the years. I always refer three because I don't wanna, that's the one thing that I don't want a client to be like, well, you told me just to use this person and then it went wrong. And anyway, so I always refer my three, they're good, whatever. And then I remember, you must have come to an inspection for a buyer because of the the robot that goes under the house. Oh, yeah. Mm. The pier and beam robot. So I was like, oh, this is really cool. And then it just sort of, in my mind, you were like, well, if you're getting a pier and beam inspection, like a house with a pier and beam, you we should call Wit because he's got this robot, right. it's going to go under. So that's sort of like the first thing for me with you that I was like, oh, and then just everything that you do is very tech- Savvies. Well, if you can't so
0: many inspectors will fill a report with disclaimers. Couldn't could not access everything under the house or could not access this part of the roof. And you're like, Well, if I can't get there, maybe my robot can. Or if I can't see this around the chimney on this steep roof, I can send my drone. So like I feel like if there's a problem, you find a way to figure out how you can best inspect that issue. And a lot
2: of guys Don't want to go into that because there's limitations. A robot's not going to see what I see when I crawl. And I do crawl when I can, but there's sometimes a whole half of the house you can't get to. So instead of saying inaccessible and checking a box, you can at least get video and see what it's like. And I've been able to work for foundation companies and for mold companies, getting in areas for them so they can quote properly. So it's been really good in general.
1: Do you find that other local inspectors or just inspectors in general um in your network are they starting to pick up on that and do that So i know
2: one inspector in new orleans he bought a robot uh and it's the problem is the guy that was making them for a long time had a relocation he didn't make them for like two years and there's some other kind of substandard products out there that Mm -hmm. aren't very good Uh, that people are using. But the guy that makes the best one that I use, he, uh, he didn't make them for a while. So he's just now getting back to it and they're expensive. They're like 3,500 bucks. So it's not, it's a real investment. It's an investment. Right. And if you, a lot of inspectors work for another, for a company and they don't make, you know, great money. So, you know, at that point, they're not going to spend that kind of money on something.
0: Right. So it's kind of like working for a broker. If you're an inspector that works for a company, you get They get a cut of your inspections. And And it
2: all varies. You know, there's no industry standard. Yeah. I mean, whereas, you know, as an agent, you have the ability to kind of shop yourself around. Almost Mm -hmm. every broker will hire you up to a point. You can check commissions. You really don't have that ability as inspector. Somebody's Mm -hmm. got to have an opening for you to begin with. Right. You Uh, take what you can get if you're
1: trying to get on a company. Right. Okay. Tell us, because we want to come at it from the angle of most of our listeners are obviously agents. Right. Was it helpful that you were an agent before you were an inspector and how did it help? Like, how did that help your inspecting business?
2: So I think it was super helpful. Uh, I think not just obviously networking wise. I mean, of course, I met a lot of people, but for me, it was like understanding what it takes on the other side when you have to take that report and read it and figure out what the heck they're even trying to say how you're having to communicate with contractors, the seller, the buyer, the listing agent, you're having to send this to everybody. So everybody has to look at this report. Everybody has to be able to understand it. And it has to be written in a way that a contractor is not going to call you an idiot because it's too simple. Right. So it's, it's a very difficult process, I think, to to get your language down to where it's understandable to all parties involved without being too technical and not technical enough. Mm -hmm. And we have to both, we have to ride the legal wave of, uh, over explaining or under explaining, et cetera. So there's a yeah. lot of stuff that goes into there. So for me, being on that side and understanding what a repair request looks like, sending it for your client, it really was helpful for yeah. designing the way I report things. Um, mm-hmm. And then just the basic, uh, if you know everybody's job, it just makes your job easier. And that's, right. you guys have to know all your affiliates. You have to know what the title company is doing. You have to know what your lender's doing, your inspector. And if you don't, you're really doing a disservice to your clients. Yeah. Uh, And I always say that goes into what I call an underrepresented client. I have agents that I work with that just do not understand the process, and they're not helping their client the way they should be. I mean, at the end of the day, the commission's really good on a sale. You guys should be doing a really good job for your clients. Yeah, I mean that's that's the number one thing we're all trying to make sure this client's the best represented we can. And it, if you do it as a whole team, it just makes it so much better.
0: It breaks my heart whenever I like post something on Instagram about being at a home inspection and then the influx of agents that are like, you attend your home inspections? <laughs> I'm
1: like, oh my gosh, every agent should attend their yeah. home okay, inspections. Yeah, okay, well, let's ask Whit about that. What is the percentage of agents that
2: It's It's come. high. I mean, I'd say 80 plus percent come, come. to inspections. Um, what I will say is the highest volume agents they come to the inspections.
1: Isn't that interesting? The ones that I would say are the busiest. The busiest ones attend.
2: Now, I mean, I'm not going to say they come right at the beginning. They might miss a little bit. Or there's times where they have to send a substitute or whatever. Right. But, you know, like Alyssa has Whitney. Very rarely does Whitney come to an inspection. Unless it's her own safety. Yeah. Uh, It's it's usually Alyssa. She's going to be there. And because there's so much information to glean from it Mm -hmm. in terms of, One, you're managing those buyers because sometimes they bring the two dads, the grandfather and the brother that's in construction. And there's some amount of that that's great because they all want what's best for that buyer. They're all looking out for them. I understand it. But at the end of the day, I have to get through my stuff and then we have to explain it to them. And they have to understand the limitations of a home inspection as well.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. How do you handle that when when the buyer brings the whole entourage Like the the, the tough dad. How do you handle the tough dad? I
2: usually can win them over just Mm -hmm. once they understand that you actually know what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, There is, just like agents, there's home inspectors that don't know what they're doing. So we we have to fight that stereotype to begin with because if you look at uh, any comment section on YouTube or TikTok or whatever about a real estate transaction, they're either talking bad about agents, they're talking (laughs) bad about inspectors or whatever, because there are a lot of issues that come up that are done by poorly trained people. So you have to win them over with your knowledge first. When they're talking to you about something, you got to step up one level above where they are on flashing or whatever and explain to them something they don't understand. And then they're like, oh, okay, this guy's got it.
0: Yeah. And that's so true. Even with like our new agents, you know, you have to just take the authority in the transaction and explain to the dad or the mom. And that's the hard thing too, is that as agents, we have shown all the houses So we saw the other options. Right. Right. They just show up at the home inspection and are like, oh, this is the house you're buying. And I'm like, you should have seen the other one. This is 30
2: years ago, I paid $110,000 for a 3,000 square foot house. This is ridiculous. Well,
1: they think they're there to tear the house apart and make this punch list, if you will, of everything that they see wrong. And that's just not the point. But again, as an agent, you really have to insert yourself in that scenario and be like, this is why with the inspector is good. We know he has all of these tools and Mm -hmm. he's done all these inspections for me. You kind of have to like give him a stamp of approval. You know, don't just let him run wild. The dad run wild in the house and, you know, making all the lists. And I think that's why Alyssa's method is really good where she kind of almost pushes the buyer not to be there in the beginning. Right. Like let the inspector get the brunt of the work out of the way before someone's over their shoulder asking a bunch of questions or, you know. I also Do you ask, I think you do, I've had inspectors who always ask, is there anything you're concerned about? Do you ask buyers that? So
2: normally that's when I first introduce myself to them. I say, hey, look, I'm going to check everything. Was there something you saw that you're worried about? Because a lot of times they're worried about like little drywall cracks or things like that are very minor issues and they're sitting there stressing over them. So I'm like, let me get this out of the way so they can feel good. Now they can go back to picking out their colors and measuring (laughs) for fridges and couches Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But there's always like a sticking issue for a lot of people where they're either worried about... And sometimes it's stuff that we can't even check. I'm really worried about the plumbing under the ground. Like, yeah. Well, that's got to be a sewer scope, you know, yeah. something that I'm going to check today. So just getting down to the bottom of what concerns them, because you have to figure out what the client is concerned with, and you have to figure out what kind of personality they are. Some of them don't want to hear anything I have to say. Yeah. they just like, I oh, will get the report. Alyssa will handle it. I don't care. Right. And then some of them are like, I want to know every last detail of this yeah. house. Tell me the story from beginning to end. And Mm -hmm. I want to know it. I'm fine either way. I just, I have to figure out what they want.
1: What kind kind of person they are. Right. Hey, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. What do we mention almost every episode? Email templates. You're right. We sure (laughs) do. And after every time we mention an email template, do you know what we get? Emails asking if they can have (laughs) copies of the email template. Can you send me a copy of that template? I've never had one like that. That sounds great. And you know what the good news is? What? feel organized knowing that templates with an s 101.com email templates 101.com yes head over for reviews and all of the specifics wonderful Hey, okay, enjoy
0: so when you're working with all these different realtors because we're all so different what are some things that make your job easier like what are things that agents can do that help
2: well first of all it's all scheduling mm-hmm. uh you know if you have an inspector that's busy getting to understand how their scheduling works, how they like to get scheduled. You know, some people like text, some people like email. I have online scheduling, whatever it is. And I, I, I do it all. So I have different agents that do it different ways. And I-
1: What do you prefer? So- If you've got to choose. I like
2: the the way Alyssa does, it's really good. She'll send me, I have this house. This is the size because the size matters. You can't yeah. just say what's your next slot because I don't know. Right. Uh, if it's 4,000 square feet or it's 1,000 square feet, it's a different, different time slot. Yeah. So this is the house. And with her schedule, she'll always say, I can do Tuesday morning, Thursday afternoon, or Friday morning. What of these works for you? That's the easiest way for me to fit it to where it's best. But a lot of people just text me, hey, what's your next opening? Denim Springs, 1,900 square feet slot. Yeah. That's fine, too. Yeah, I'm not really that picky. You just
0: need the information. Correct.
2: I need the information more than like, hey, what's your next opening? Because that doesn't tell me
1: enough. Yeah, makes sense.
2: So it stops the back and forth and y'all are busy so you don't answer for an hour and then other slots fill up in that time. Right. Just easier to get it all done. Okay. Um, And then as far as setting expectations for the client, that's the first thing for you guys is understanding that an inspection is not everything. It's a visual only inspection. We're not an AC guy. We're not a foundation guy. We should know a lot about all those things, but it's, it's, there's limitations to a home inspection. And when y'all start them with the expectation of what they're going to get, that really helps us a lot because when they don't, when they come into a first home inspection, they don't know anything about it. They think it's going to be, this exhaustive technically uh you know engineer type inspection and it's just not going to be that like
0: you don't know what's in this wall right right so
2: there's limitations so once you start with there and then pass the inspection it's really about you understand the report and you don't need us to necessarily discuss everything with them because at some point an, as an agent, you have to understand what a GFCI is and what's the fix for that. Yeah. And what, what are all the things? Because if you're not learning those things along the way, then again, you're doing a disservice to your well, client. If
1: you don't show up to the inspection, you'll never learn it.
2: Correct. And if you don't have an inspector that's willing to sit down with you and teach you those things, yeah. then that's a problem as well. I right. mean, everybody's new at some point. You have to yeah. learn a ton of stuff as an agent.
1: Oh, I still ask a million questions yeah. during a home I inspection. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I've you, been doing it. while. You can't know it all. and no. Absolutely not.
2: But the basics of a home inspection, it's one of those things where once you master that, it makes the whole process less stressful for you. You're like, oh, we I know what this is going to cost us. You know, we can ask for this much money or whatever. And once you've handled it a bunch, it's easier. But if you don't ask those questions mm-hmm. and you kind of bury your head, like, what do my clients want? What do you want to ask for? Right. And you don't have any input in it. It really yeah. is, is messing you up.
1: Mm-hmm. Anything else an agent should do for you?
2: No, I mean, that's really about it. That's I mean, it. And, and as far as when a complaint comes up, which does happen from time to time, understanding, hey, let me see if this is a legitimate complaint or not before right. we even bother, because I've had stuff from Hey, my AC broke. I'm like, yeah, it did. And, right. know, that's, stuff Everything that's equipment's going to break in your house. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. the guarantee I will make you today.
0: They're like, but you did this inspection 45 days ago. Yes. And you didn't know it was going to go
1: out <laughs> exactly. in 45 days? So exactly. You don't know that. Right. It's just like, I didn't know I was going to catch a cold in 45 days. Like, right. How, so some like, people will it. throw
2: that right on to us mm-hmm. because you're the one that's going to get the first call. Yo, we yeah. know that. You're going to get the call first. And I'm fine dealing with those things or yeah. talking to them. But just understanding, not just trying to immediately shift it over, right? And be like, right. oh, you need to ask him. Yeah. And be like, well, not I mean, my problem. Things break. We had it serviced. We had it cleaned. The AC yeah. guy looked at it. It was right. fine. It broke. I'm sorry. I, this is
1: the point when I just say, I'm sorry, this happened to you. Like, yeah, the houses. And, and this I, is what happens. I
2: have to step back and remember that they're going through a stressful time. Yeah. They just spent so much money. They spent money on me, the appraiser, the right. closing, the moving costs. I mean, their 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 pocketbook has just been throwing out. Oh money, yeah. So mm-hmm. I get it.
1: I have a story. I had a client who, I don't know, two or three years ago, they were an old client. I'd sold them a house. Then they were ready to move up. We sell their house. They're buying a new house. We go to this house in an older neighborhood, and it's on a slab, and it has kind of like a laminate wood floor in the dining room, and it's got all those dark, like on the seams, it has all this dark staining. And I'm like, okay, water has been, I'm like, Katie is saying, water has been in this room. Right. For sure. I don't know if it was on top of the floor, under the floor. I don't have a clue. I'm just telling you when the inspector comes, Water has been on this floor at some point. So they were very mindful to get the inspector. He got out his moisture meter and he read the, you know, everything seems fine and normal. Check everything. The kitchen was adjacent. All right, fine. They get into the house and sure enough, there was this slow leak into, like, the slab from the pipe that had just been leaked. And they had this pet who was peeing in the house literally while we were there. So mm-hmm. the inspector right. was like, well, I mean, it could just be that the pet. Right. Has, this is the room where the we pet pees. We you don't, don't know. know. You don't know. So sure enough, there's this slow leak, which, of course, insurance doesn't take care of because it's right. a, a long-term thing. There was mold all in the cabinets of the kitchen. And the um, sellers had put, like, fresh... Um, shelf paper in like all the oh, cabinets so then there was like then they had to pursue like a fraud situation right. i don't honestly i don't think it it was like ongoing like this has been right. a couple of years but the point is like even when the inspector is turned on to an an issue like you can't see in a wall like you can't right. see in a wall like there's no way to know and so especially it's kind if it's of been tough. covered yeah, and that was a really hard one for me because I felt really bad. They basically had to renovate the whole kitchen because they had to tear out a lot of stuff. It was just really rough. And I mean, what do you, all I can do is say I'm sorry this happened to you. Like, right. call I will say dark spots on wood
0: floors are my biggest. Cons- what am I? Because it's I don't like when you can't explain something or you yes. don't know. Well, we had I know. a bad one
2: recently at I one know. of your houses. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. and they did have to. You know, we just told them what they were going to have to do. And they did. They ripped up their floors. They resealed their slabs. But
2: but that one was easier because it was wet at the time of the inspection. So we we knew. It's hard when
0: it's like everything's dry, but there's these dark spots. And it's the unknown, vague things that drive me crazy and make me feel the most nervous because right, it's one thing if it's something that you just know how to address it. But with the spots on the floors, there's so many different things that it could be or that you could do and how far do you go and... It just, it leaves me feeling the least confident when I see things like that. And that's
2: why I like a homeowner to be at the inspection or a buyer to be at the inspection so I can really describe not just why it's vague in the report, but what all the things it could be. What could it be, I mean, it could be a lot of things. This could cost you a lot of money. And if you're somebody that has zero budget for any renovations, maybe it's not the house for you.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. You know, we're
2: not ever allowed to say this is not the house for you, but sometimes that's basically what you have to infer.
0: Right. How many times would you say there's like a deal breaker
1: item. Not
2: often, honestly. Uh, Well, because
1: everything is fixable. Well,
2: everything's fixable. Now, I will tell you, it has shifted, though. The last couple years, inspections, people don't even care. They're like, oh, okay, there's no houses. I'm just going to take what I take. Um, That will change. If you go back to, like, 2019, when I'd give an inspection report that was kind of rough, you would have people that were mad. Right. Because you killed their one sale. They've been on the market for 90 days. It was a sale, and you you killed it because the roof's bad. You know, more mm-hmm. more or less it's almost always roofs or ACs, mm-hmm. is with the big, you know, foundation too for crawl spaces.
1: Okay, but, I have one for you. What do you say when the buyer says or the buyers say it to me? I don't know if they say it to you. Well, did it pass or fail? <laughs> like it's like the inspection is a pass or fail.
2: Yeah, we literally say this is not a pass right. or fail. This <laughs> I, I describe it as we're telling the story of the house. Oh, that's you know, good. We tell you the story of the house. This is the the what's going on with it. It's not gonna be brought up to being new. We're just going to give you the bigger items that you're worried about. And I I detail probably more of the smaller items than some inspectors do yeah. just because I don't like follow-up calls mm-hmm. from, hey, how did you not mention this little tiny drywall crack or whatever? And I, I mention them, and then I just say it's a typical crack just so they know it's fine and you can move on from there.
0: Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things, because... I feel like inspectors and agents, like between even us two, I have this huge passion for bringing respect and professionalism back to realtors. Right. And you feel the same thing. Like sometimes inspectors have a bad rap and you are like dedicated to saying like, hey, but I am, I'm educated and these are the things that I do. But also kind of in the same way, you have said before that you don't want to be everybody's home inspector.
2: Right. And that's, that's the joy of having a lot of business. Right. Is I can decide who I work with when y'all are on the agent side, you don't get to decide who's going to make an offer on the house, who's Mm -hmm. listing you're going to see. So sometimes you're stuck working with the guy that everybody hates and you know, you hate him Mm -hmm. before you even submit the offer. And you're like, Oh, I wish I could tell these clients I don't have to do it. Yeah. I don't want to be everybody's inspector. I want people that basically the agent and I get along well they understand I'm going to report the condition of the house no matter what it is. I'm not going to soften anything. It's going to be what right. it is. Um, you know, I want that relationship where they are they just trust what I say. I mean, they can verify and move yeah. on, and I'll tell them when they need to as well. But that's very important to me to have that. And that comes from my old job of being treated so poorly. I hated it so much mm-hmm. that I wanted a place where I felt comfortable, I felt right. appreciated, and all those things. So once I found my people... That I like working with, it just made my whole life better. Yeah, like, the whole life better, and I appreciate them. They appreciate me, and it's so been just a magic. How do
1: you not work with an agent? Do you, do you I, just say, "Oh, I'm, I'm all full"? Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. And now, anybody listening, I don't do that to a lot of people. There's a few <laughs> because sometimes I really am all full. Yeah, uh, yeah. If, you, if you're
0: told you're full, it's not that I he's really do get you. all full. Yeah,
2: but there are some that I absolutely just will tell them much further out than I am, just because I don't want to work with them. Yeah, they're they're either. Not good for their out. clients. Yeah. yeah, they wear me out with uh, with problems. There's always issues, or I ju- there's just there's some that just don't have their it, client's best interest at heart. And okay. I'm not going to work yeah. with you if, if I find out that's the way you are. Right. No, that's. Fair. You know, sometimes I can't help it. The client calls me direct and schedules, and I'm like, oh. Oh, it.
1: and then and then they show up, and you're like, oh. Yeah. Oh, well,
2: I I ask them who they're working with, but oh, like, I've usually oh. already told them my opening at that point, and maybe I need to learn how to be better on the phone. <laughs>
0: Or but, even if like you're trying to tell them, hey, this is an issue, and then the agent steps in, and is like, oh yeah, but it's correct. it's really not that big of an issue. We right. can, and you're like, well, I. I need have one you particular know.
2: one that was on the listing side of one that I did, and she was there the entire time and stepped mm-hmm. in on every single every single and thing, like tried to explain tried it to away, tried to explain it away, and tried, and it drove me insane, and. She's called me several times for an inspection, and I just will like not. Like, no, thank you. I'm not going to do it. Because yeah. if you're trying to do that on the listing side, how bad are you going to be on the buyer side? Right,
1: but and yeah. so I don't go to my listing side inspections. You know, Is it's, that common? It's
2: very common in New Orleans oh. uh, that the listing agent comes. I don't know why. But uh, okay. it's every once in a while here, especially on higher-end homes, the well, listing that, agents will come yeah. a lot of times. Uh, but it's it's not common by okay.
1: any means. Okay, interesting. All me right. and
0: Wit just had one where the seller was – very micromanaging of everything and wanted to be present for the home inspection. And I said, we, no, I said, my clients want to have, they want to really look and be able to speak freely and they don't want to offend your seller because they were going to be doing a lot of changes to the property. And he was just so mad that I wouldn't let him come, but I really put my foot down. Well, then we needed a key to the attic and he showed up and he, he like wouldn't tell us where it was. And said, "This is why I should have been there." Oh gosh! And so he he directed us to a bowl.
2: There were seventy keys. <gasps> Literally seventy keys. Um, he
1: did it on
0: purpose. And this was the kind of attic that was the lock was on the ceiling, so you had to be on a ladder on your tiptoes with your hand in the air trying to get figure out.
2: It was like a fear committed. factor episode.
0: I was so mad. I was so mad. I was like, "We're gonna find this key," and we did. <laughs> but they just get difficult no. sometimes. Yeah.
2: We had one yesterday where the uh, seller was home and he sat in the living room watching true crime TV with no shirt on. Oh, Oh, really yeah. my gosh. Mm-hmm. It was interesting.
1: Uh-huh. Great. Um, is it ever helpful for the seller to be there?
2: Almost never.
1: Never. <laughs> I mean,
2: I like them to be accessible for a question. If right. There's, usually it's a locked thing. Yeah. Uh, yes. Again, another different one yesterday, the electric panel had a lock on it. Yeah. And we had to get with them, get the key, ended right. up buying bolt cutters instead because I didn't have my truck. So.
1: Oh, wow. Anyway, it's, okay. it's problem solving. Mm. Okay. So you kind of talked about how it's pretty easy to become an inspector, sort of like becoming an agent. Yeah. So how should an agent find a good inspector? Like what are ways to figure out if this inspector is good?
2: So the important thing to do is almost look at it as a client should look at it as a buyer. So you need to look at their online presence, their reviews, like what your client's going to see when you send that name out, they're going to Google and Google your name and, They're gonna see everything there is out there. So, you Mm -hmm. need to know what they're gonna see.
1: Yeah. You need
2: to know if they have a website. Do they have sample reports out there? What is it that they have that people can see? Because then you can refer them to that and they can review it. Yeah. I've embraced Google reviews since the very beginning and really driven that. They're so good. Oh, yeah. There
1: is no better place to have a review. Uh,
2: Yeah, I passed Mm -hmm. over 500 recently. So, that's amazing.
1: That's a lot.
2: So, I I really pushed that hard. because I want people to see what people are saying. Um, yeah. But so they need to do that. Obviously they can ask their fellow agents that they work with in the office, but I think they need to dig deeper than, hey, who's your inspector? Right. It needs to be more like, have you used other inspectors? Right. Why do you like this guy? What's, yeah. the, what's the purpose? Because if you've got one of these, I've been in real estate 25 years and I know more than you, Um, I'm sorry, miss 16 years, but uh, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes they, 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 that's the first thing they throw Mm -hmm. out and I've been using this guy for 25 years. Well, that guy probably hasn't evolved much and he's probably given the same old crappy report that he was given 25 years ago. Not saying they can't change, but most of the time that's how it goes. So you got to dig into why they're referring them, find out who meshes with you. And I had a lot of people reach out to me over the years and they're like, Hey, do you want to meet and grab coffee? Yeah, And we, we had coffee together or lunch or whatever, and really delved into how we represent our clients, each other.
1: Yeah,
2: And sometimes that was great, and sometimes it was not. Yeah. And sometimes that's okay. Sometimes
0: it was like eye-opening. Like, yeah. we may not be the best fit. We may
2: not be. I mean, for me, yeah. I, I met a lot of agents through uh, office presentations. I, I did this great, uh, we called it removing the headache from the real estate transaction. It was okay. a title company, Lender Insurance, oh, yeah. and me. And we'd go into a brokerage and kind of go through what you should get out of your affiliates because you guys have a lot of things to manage at one time and if you if you really exercise the what you can get out of somebody it's great yeah um, because if you have a regular relationship with an inspector they can help you with your listing when you get your inspection report back and you don't know what the heck they are talking about they can help you on showings where you send a picture? Hey, this is a little slab cracks here. We're worried about it. Do you think it? You know, obviously, it's not a. a oh, so full you opinion.
1: welcome that, like a yeah. like a quick photo. Absolutely. Hey, Whit, what's this? That's how you build
2: relationships. I love it. If if you add value to them, then yeah, that's that's relationship builder. They understand it's not like a full like evaluation. Right. It's but you can really rule out some stuff mm-hmm. really quick. Let's not make an offer on a house. It's going to be a no. Yeah. Um, you know, I encourage agents all the time to learn how to read AC ages. Mm-hmm. learn about roofs you got to learn the difference between an architectural shingle and a three yeah. tab and then what's the lifespan of those yes. you know especially in our state right now you can't even get insurance on an older roof right now so oh yeah if you don't know those things you're going to waste everybody's time mm-hmm. put an offer they pay for, and an inspection. Money, they pay oh, for the inspection absolutely. and i'm not trying to get extra inspections on people i like right. them to go through and mm-hmm. we're great if, especially if it's an obvious thing that we could all know from the beginning yeah
0: mm-hmm. that makes sense i've definitely learned a lot just from Oh, yeah. Being at the inspect. One of the things you taught me was there was a roof that I thought looked good. There wasn't, like, dark-colored streaking or, like, moss or anything growing on it. But you were like, do you see how it's, like, kind of looks like glitter? Yeah. Like, how it's shiny? Oh. And I was like, when the light catches it, I was like, yeah, I see all these, like, little specks. Right. And he was like, the granules are, like, totally gone. gone."
2: Yeah, you can see the fiberglass mat underneath. Yeah. And so
0: now I have noticed it you're before like, oh, shiny roof no nope. no yeah. other homes where the shingle looked clean but you could actually see the the shimmer right. interesting and i always
2: highly recommend when before you list a house to have a roofer come out yeah. get your roofer out if you know it's older mm-hmm. get him to he can write you a letter if you mm-hmm. want on how many years he thinks is left on the roof things like yeah. that. and that really helps you when you're listing you're like hey look we already had uh, you know mm-hmm. get a reputable roofing company right. that most people know and say, we already had them look at it. Here's what they said. They think it has seven years left on it. So yeah. when the inspector says, hey, have this roof evaluated, you've already done it. It's right. already done and it's right. easy.
1: Because there are inspectors that say the roof is at the end of the life, even when it's seven years left. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's it, a long time.
2: Correct. Correct. So it's, it's all about wording. But if you've gotten that from a roofing company, they're going to supersede us anyway on their opinion.
1: Okay. So you talked about the importance of your online presence to find the right Inspector, tell me about your social media.
2: I'm passionate about social media. So, Wit
1: is good at social media. Wit is a TikToker.
2: I do TikTok. Instagram, I mostly I mostly started TikTok though just to make videos for my Instagram and Facebook because of the way you can edit them together. It's easier to do. Okay. But I started posting on TikTok and got some. I mean, I have like seven thousand followers. That's
0: a lot. It's so funny. Not
2: for TikTok is not a lot. I mean, TikTok. Okay, well, I have like like, ninety nine. Okay, I got it.
1: (laughs) But I I
2: enjoy them. The only thing TikTok trolls are horrible. Oh yeah. Okay. I've been called ugly and just oh, every 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 stupid word. People you can are call. so mean. Oh, they are mean. They're, they're very mean. Yeah. Okay. On well- TikTok. But social media. Oh yeah, TikTok's very mean. But social media can absolutely define you okay. in your business because so many people want the easy route on social right. media. They want to do. I'm gonna hire this company to manage it, and everybody sees them. Right. The real estate oh, yeah. post where it's, it's the all same. All the same. Hey, you know, use yeah. me as your agent. It's mm-hmm. a generic Looking little to buy graphic. Yes, yeah, right. a generic gra- Nobody cares. Right. If you're not your true, like authentic self mm-hmm. on there, and that's what I, I hated in the big box world. Mm-hmm. We started a Facebook page for our store years ago. It blew up. I was doing all this local content. I was having a great time doing mm-hmm. it. And then we got shut down. It was like, like no corporate's like, nah, you gotta do this post. And then you watch the engagement just crash. That's interesting. Like, nobody, nobody liked anything, nobody right. looked at it. The They're views like, were horrible. It was like oh we're posting the same sale photo mm-hmm. again so for me to be free and get to say what i want do right. what i want it's really been fun i haven't been as active as i want to be just i'm so busy but right. i do try and post stories every day yeah keep keep engaged but mm-hmm. if you can use it to show your true like self that's how you get people to like you and, mm-hmm. and want to work with you and want to work with because you. they see that's okay this guy's fun i want to i want to be with him yeah you know, it's more fun and i try and selfie with, which I, I'll get a selfie with y'all in a minute. Oh, great. But Super. <laughs> I, I try and selfie with the uh, people I work with today that are in the mood for it. You know, some people don't want to do that. But, right. And that's okay. fine. But social media can really distinguish you from everyone else. It, it's it's huge.
1: Has social media opened up any opportunities for you, like, work-wise? Oh, yeah. For so, sure.
2: One, it's gotten me tons of clients. And, yeah. And not just agents, but just buyers themselves find me through social media, yeah. which has been great. But I, I do a lot of drone filming now uh, for different companies that I've gotten from posting social media drone mm-hmm. videos,
0: like for inspections.
2: I no for like uh, I've done like some a marketing, triathlons. Oh, uh, I've oh done, wow. Uh, marketing stuff for a pipe and steel company, just random stuff like that. Uh, That's cool. They hired me to do basic videography stuff.
1: That's fun. That yeah, it's, fun. it's
2: a good change from being in a hot attic every once in a while.
1: <laughs> right. Oh, you're you're going into the hard season. Oh, it's
2: it's already rough. It's
1: here. It oh, rough. Man. The last few days have felt like a
0: dryer. It's so wet outside. Yeah. Like yeah. the air is thick.
1: Okay, I have a question about the attics while we're on that. So I think I've heard AC people are like service providers. They now have to have like another person in the attic with them if they're in there a certain amount of time, right? You should, yeah. So how think do you handle that? Because you're all by yourself. We're not working in the
2: attic. You're There's just like in there and out of there. There's a difference between walking and looking and, in an attic and, and working. working. Okay. And I've worked in many attics. Yeah. And the, I mean, it's hot. Don't yeah. get me wrong. And when I have a 3,000 plus square foot house with multiple ACs, I usually make... Couple trips. Okay. I and mean, I'll come back down and work yeah. in a room and then go back up. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's, if you're smart about it, it's hard it's, to get heat exhausted when you're not working yeah. and just walking.
0: And okay. how do you handle safety? Like, do you have situations where.
2: So, we have the right to not do anything we don't want to do. Okay. So, basically, if we feel like an attic is not safe to walk through, a crawl space has sewage in it, whatever it is, we could just say, I'm not doing it. Yeah. Uh, and disclaim it because it's not a safe environment. It can be repaired and inspected yeah. later. And you'll see that on reports, especially in a crawl space. If you have loose wires hanging down "Mm -mm." or water in it, we're not going in it.
1: That's so scary. Oh, yeah, definitely. Do you want to hear the most dangerous inspection I ever went on? What's that? Very early in my career in a very suspect older house. The inspector was there. I was there. Um, it was my listing so i don't know if i had to unlock it or what the reason was that i was there but i walked in early or maybe i had the buyer too i have no idea it's really that long ago i walk in i flip a light switch the light bulb pops like okay i'm like that's weird i guess it's go to the next light switch flip the light switch the light bulb pops i get to the third one i flip this i'm like something is not right, right here like that just not that doesn't so i walk out the inspector has now arrived that had a garage the, the hot water heater was in the garage. It had like burst. There was water all in the garage and there was some loose wire. Basically the whole house was like electrified, right? Like there was water, there was water, there was wires. I,
2: yeah, it's time to be out.
1: I was just like, oh my God, like- yeah. That's so scary. So scary.
2: Yeah, I've only been shocked twice. Oh, but <laughs> only, only twice. Only, well, only I've been shocked a lot more than that, but only twice, twice. on inspections.
1: On inspections.
0: snakes under houses?
2: I don't see as many as you would think. I've okay. seen a couple, uh, okay. but the I don't know why I don't see them in crawl very often. In
1: my brain, that's where snakes live. I've okay, have seen well, one tell in us. an attic. Oh, um, so, what's the scariest animal encounter you've had?
2: I had a possum in an attic that was like a big one, yeah, and I wasn't ready angry. for him when he when he wasn't started ready. walking. Well, I. I had one of my early inspections I had with an uh, agent, and uh, she's a Hispanic and speaks a lot of Spanish, and she tells people I speak Spanish even though my Spanish is that's horrible. Oh, that's funny. But she tells her clients all the time, he speaks Spanish, you know, he's good.
1: So you have to try and like... Oh, it's
2: awful. It's, it's...
1: <laughs> Do you speak Spanish?
2: I took like 12 hours in uh, college. Oh, right, that's and not speaking Spanish. My now. son's from Guatemala, oh, okay. so all right. I've been to Guatemala a bunch. Okay, and all so you, that. Might... you know, So I've, I've, I've spoken Spanish been immersed? Times, But it's Moimalo. malo. okay. Yeah, so yeah. very bad. Ah. So anyway... We—it's one of these attics where it's the door. So I open the door, and this just massive rat comes running out, and oh I had gosh. to punt him back into the attic. <gasps> uh, as as she's—and here she goes off with all you know, plenty with, of, her, with, with, with her, the Spanish—and I just was dying laughing. And she just uh, kicked the rat because I kicked a rat, you know, right <sighs> back in. the attic So she wasn't ready for that, and I wasn't either. But it was—that's oh. probably the scariest encounter. But the possum got me pretty good.
1: Rodents are the worst.
2: Snakes—I will get me if I don't see them until I'm close. Yeah. As long as I see him from distance, it's then fine. That's That's why I look all in the crawl space first before I go uh,
1: in. Okay. <laughs> Anything else? <laughs> I, I think in, we're good. In, no, that on was a Interesting. Yeah. So interesting. You want to do our toasts? No, I'm not. Whit's going to toast somebody, right? right I'm going to toast.
2: Yeah. toast. Yeah. Yeah. Are, are we
1: ready? Do we have I any other final things you wanted to say? Pa- parting words, Whit n- Green, home no, inspector. No, I just
2: think that everybody should really work closely with their home inspector to make the industry better in general. Don't underrepresent your client. Do the best you can for them with the report. Make sure you read it yourself and yeah. don't just skim over it. And help them get the best house they can get. Yeah, that's what's important.
1: I think that's good. Mm-hmm. What would you tell a buyer who was considering not getting a home inspection?
2: Just absolutely not. I <laughs> mean, it's, there just, are, no. there's very few houses that I've inspected where I could say, okay, you could have skipped this and been fine. But yeah, it does happen. But yeah, it's just no.
1: I used to have an old home inspector I used um, back in the day who said if I don't find anything the inspection is free. Oh,
2: absolutely, yeah.
1: But the, it never happened. it's impossible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
0: even new can one of our worst inspections with with wit was a new construction custom built half million dollar home. Yeah. And the punch list was
2: I had to come back angry. out and do it again. Yeah, yeah. I, had I had to, to again, have yeah. a second
0: it was so long. Right. That there's no way we would have been able to know if all this was done before closing without having him come back and check. Yeah,
1: but I mean, new construction is the one when people skip the most that oh, yes. they shouldn't.
2: I mean, we had a long list on the last new construction yeah, did for you. Yeah. There's always
1: a list. Right. There's always a long list Absolutely. because no one's even used the house yet. Correct. So we don't know if the outlet works or the and lights. People emulate. forget
2: that the builder's not there most of the time. I mean, no. he has all these subs come in and nobody goes and checks it for the most part.
1: No. And I, why do I feel like electrical work is a mystery to even electricians? <laughs> I'm like, do you know what's happened? No, no clue. Well, they let
2: the apprentices do a lot of the work in uh, the I house.
1: guess so. Okay, give us a toast, with
2: All right, I was going to toast to all the realtor moms because Ooh. I really respect watching y'all have to drag your kids to inspections, drag them to showings. Uh, I've got a couple new ones that have new babies that I love seeing. Uh, I try and take pictures with the babies of the day, you know, when I, oh, when I they, when they bring them. I love baby of the day. Uh, so that's really who I toast to is just just that that working while you're carrying your baby around and doing it in especially in 95 degree heat. Yeah, we'll
0: have to use the picture of us with Tate when he was like 3 weeks old. Well, yes. oh,
2: that's great. For for the do taste. that.
0: Yes.
2: Before, when he would still fit in a regular picture.
0: Yeah, now he's He can't too even fit. Right. <laughs> this is a giant that, human. That escalated quickly. It
1: really escalated quickly. One time he was
0: small yeah.
2: back in the day that was for the last a short time,
0: period. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well,
1: cheers to the moms. You're right. That's the working
0: moms, bringing the kids to the, the inspection when we have to.
1: <laughs> do what you got to do. I know. Okay, goodbye, everyone.
2: Bye. Bye.
0: Goodbye.